fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Allegedly. It's allegedly the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. See, we're trying to be PC here. We're trying to be technical. You know, you can't prove I am who I am. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> Welcome into the show. It is a Monday. Great to have you back on the ride today. Kicking off a brand new week, and boy, do we have a lot to get to this week. It is going to be a jam-packed full week where we're really not going to get to half of what we wanted to talk about. But by golly, we're going to do our darndest and have fun doing it all at the same time. So that's what we do on this show. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into a 5-pound bag. Welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you very very much and we love you to death just got off the air filling in for the great mark walters on armed american radio that was a lot of fun i uh, get to do that every once in a while he's traveling to the shot show i was not aware that was going on this week so that's cool uh so we'll do that again on friday you can tune into that program armedamericanradio.org little plug for, for him Coming up on the program with us today, we're going to be chatting with David Morales. He is author of his latest book called American Familia. As he is a healthcare expert, he's a management and operations guy, he's a strategy expert, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and he's going to be talking to us about breaking generational poverty. How do you get away from that mold? I know it's difficult now. I know the government really tries to hone in on getting rid of opportunity in this nation. You're a victim. You don't need to grow. You don't need to become self-dependent. You just get the social program. Just go ahead and do your thing. We're just going to take care of you. Yeah, that's really the mindset for the Democrats. How do you break away from that mindset? How do you break away independently and go off on your own and actually become successful? How do you get the education? How do you get the job? How do you get the experience? And how do you move up and actually become successful and break away from that generational poverty? We'll talk with David Morales about that at the bottom of the hour. First and foremost, happy Martin Luther King Day to you. Uh, depending on, I know the markets are closed today, federal banks and stuff are closed today, but uh, a lot of individuals still had to work. I did, but happy Martin Luther King Day. Let's not remember... Or let's not forget. I don't. I want to remember. I don't want to remember. I, I'm confusing myself. I want to remember. <laughs> I do not want to forget the messages from Martin Luther King, where he judged someone based on their character, not on the color of their skin. Now, wild, crazy, wild thought. Wild, crazy thought. Now the progressives have seemed to have forgotten that. While they try to claim that they're for the minority individual, that they're for the person of color or the person of a certain gender, or the person of a certain sexual orientation, while they say that they represent those crowds, do they really? I mean, let's be honest. Do they really? Because if you do uh, associate with one of those, you know, skin color or religion or sexual orientation or gender, if you associate with one of those in some way, shape or form, then you've lost your complete personal identity. You are no longer a human being and an individual. You are part of that group. You are the group think mentality, which means you have to vote a certain way. You have to think a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to have a certain mindset. It is all about now you are part of that group. You are part 
of the LGBTQ. You are part of the black community or the Hispanic community or the Asian community. You are part of the woman's movement or the transgender movement or whatever else may be out there. You are you are no longer a human being. You as an individual. Which is like the opposite of what Martin Luther King actually said. He said that you should need to judge someone based on their character, not based on the color of their skin, which is a very conservative mindset, mind you. We don't look at the identity politics. I hate identity politics. I like to talk about it to make fun of those guys on the other or others, those who must not be named. I mean, the uh, <laughs> these unassociated that is on the other side of the aisle. But I hate to focus on that stuff. It's stupid. It is literally, and I've said this on the show a lot, talking about identity politics and focusing your life about identity politics. I am a victim because I am black. I am a victim because I am a woman. I am a victim because I'm transgender. I'm a victim because I'm gay or lesbian or whatever. It is the lowest common denominator of stupid. You don't have a high IQ. You can't focus on anything actual intellectual because you get rid of all of the human experience. You get rid of all of the human experience. Now, believe what you want to about the human experience and religion or, you know, about, you know, the reason why you're here. We can talk about the meaning of life sort of thing. But you're here to experience something. And if you just focus on why you're in the position that you are in the scenario that you are, you lose the complete meaning of life because you've lost your personal identity. Embrace it. Enjoy it. And just enjoy the ride. It's a hard fight. Of course it is. But there's my motivation. Now, I'm not some... Crazy expert motivational speaker where I go around and get everybody all sobby and, oh, you can do this. I, <laughs> I don't do that stuff, but that's my little motivation for the day. Anybody can do anything. You still have the streets paved with gold. You still have the opportunity to become anything that you want to become, and I want to help try and encourage that to where you actually try to pursue that because you can, and we'll talk with David Morales about that at the bottom of the hour. So kind of a perfect day for that to happen here on a Martin Luther King Day today. few things of note, crazy weekend. I mean, politically, crazy weekend. There was a lot of news that came out this weekend. We had the Trump rally that we'll talk about in a second. That was kind of interesting. That guy has not lost a single supporter in the state of Arizona, at least. (laughs) Holy cow. That place was packed, and it was fun to watch. Are we really going to see a Trump-Clinton 2024 presidential race again with Trump teasing his comeback and with Hillary Clinton trying to say that she's going to come back as well? I find that kind of interesting. We'll see. I don't know. We also had a big news, by the way, on Friday. I, I guess this is our big story, trending story of the day. What's trending today? So trending story of the day, uh, we played the clip from Senator Roger Marshall, my senator here in the state of Kansas. He's a great guy. We're going to get him on the show again soon. Uh, he came out, and while he grilled Anthony Fauci last week about his income and being transparent about his investments, about his salary, about how much money he's making, about where his money's you know at in the stock market sort of thing, It wasn't necessarily public. Well, they found it and they released it. Here's a bit of interesting news for you. Uh, Dr. Fauci, now again, I'm not railing on evil rich people because that's not what we're about here on this show. But Dr. Fauci has more than $10.4 million invested in the stock market right now. Again, again. Not that I really care in any way, shape, or form. You can invest it however much you want to. If you have that money, good on you. I don't think you deserve that much because you're kind of an idiot, but you do have it, so all the power to you. But you've got $10.4 million invested into the stock market, a lot of it invested in Chinese companies. I find that interesting. 
And I'm sure some of it has to do with some type of off companies from pharmaceutical industries where you're probably not supposed to be in as well. I know that they're breaking it down. We're probably going to get more information and, and more release uh, uh, documents released as it goes along here. But uh, he's got $2 million in unrealized gains, $10.4 million in investment account. According to Senator Roger Marshall, quote, Dr. Fauci lied to the American people. He's more concerned with being a media star or posing for the cover of magazines than he is being honest with the American people and holding China accountable for the COVID pandemic that has taken the lives of almost 850,000 Americans. I, I question that number just because it wasn't COVID. But that's another story for another time. Just like he's misled the American people about sending taxpayer dollars to Wuhan, China to fund gain-of-function research about masks testing or more, Dr. Fauci was completely dishonest about his financial disclosures being open to the public it's no wonder he is the least trusted bureaucrat in america what's really sad about that and i completely 100 agree with senator roger marshall from the great state of kansas here where i'm from i uh, the sad part about all that is that he is the head doctor in all of america if he's the doctor heading up a, a global pandemic in the country and we can't trust him that kind of says something about our system a little bit doesn't it but there it is, $10.4 million invested, and whatever it is, you know, is up to you to decide whether it's good or bad or indifferent. Again, I don't really care. We just think we should know. And I really think that we it goes back to the transparency of elected officials. Any federal agent like that, any head of a department, any elected official in Congress or the president or whoever really shouldn't be allowed to trade in this in the stock market because of the influence it can have on the market. Dr. Fauci obviously having some sort of effect on the market if he's invested in pharmaceutical industries and then pushing a vaccine saying that every American, the 380 million plus Americans out there, need to get vaccinated. I'm just assuming not a guy who's invested in the stock market because I don't have enough money to do something like that. I'm assuming that has an effect on the stock of those companies when they're selling massive amounts of their vaccines. Just throwing it out there. At the same time, there are same doctors as well that's uh, that's been able to help create a lot of these vaccines that are working for the federal government that are probably getting kickbacks as well, loving the fact that Dr. Fauci is pushing these vaccines at the same time. That's my little bit on COVID. I don't really care about the rest right now. We're going to move on from that one. But I find that quite fascinating. The other interesting bit, I have to admit, this really goes back to Jen Psaki not understanding how the breakdown of government actually works in any way, shape, or form. And I think, I do I have it? Do I still have the, uh, oh, maybe I don't have it on my board here. That's all right. I had a I had a clip that we've played a few times here of Jen Psaki saying, well, federal, federal law trumps state law. That's just the way things work. There is no federalism. There is no way for a breakdown of states to actually have their own rights. When we say something, all 50 states just need to jump and just do it. There is no such thing as federalism, according to Jen Psaki. Well, she doesn't like the fact that her kids go to a school in Virginia and the new governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, who's been officially sworn in, has repealed the mask mandates for public schools. She doesn't like that. And she said that very um, inarticulately over the weekend, saying that uh, thank you to ASP Virginia for standing up for our kids because there is now the fact that many public schools at the school district level are still enforcing the mask mandates as opposed to Glenn Youngkin saying that uh, you can't do that any longer. Now, what he needs to do is take it to the next level and say, well, sorry, but I'm going to cut your funding from public education if you don't abide by it because, you know, Obviously, at the statewide level, we kind of have control over the public schools. Now, I like power at the local level as much as possible, but give me a break. When they say you don't have to enforce a mask mandate and then you end up still enforcing it because 
You just want to spite the Republican governor, Jen Psaki, who shouldn't have an opinion on these matters because she's kind of the communications manager for the president of the United States, tweeted out and going after Glenn Youngkin and supporting this group for standing up for the kids, teachers and administrators and their safety in the midst of a transmissible variant. Yeah, very scary. Very scary. So she's on the attack from Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin needs to really take the roles and really kind of do and mimic what Ron DeSantis did down in Florida and just say there's no mask mandates. And if you do enforce one, then we're going to cut your funding because obviously you can make your own decisions on your own. And if you can make your own decisions on your own, then you don't need our money. Kind of like the kid going off to college. My parents told me they despise tattoos. And if I ever got a tattoo, then the funding in college would go away. Not that they really funded me, but they'd send me cash a little bit here and there to help out, buy some beer money, buy some ramen noodles, whatever I had to do. But they told me, if you get a tattoo, then obviously you can, number one, afford the tattoo. So therefore, you don't need our cash. Number two, we don't like tattoos. And if you do that, then you don't need our funding anyways. (laughs) So what did I do? I got a tattoo. I didn't get it in college, so I got it after college. But I do have a tattoo, and by then I didn't need their cash. I was like, ha, watch this. But that's really, if you, this is the rule. The statewide Board of Education says, no, we're not going to enforce mask mandates any longer. The the stats and the facts show you don't have to, that it doesn't work. I mean, the CDC admitted that cloth masks don't do anything for anybody, especially children. Children don't really get the virus. We're not having issues except for sniffles with the Omicron variant. Why are we doing this to our children? So if they want to make that own decision, fine. Then you can fund yourself, but you're not going to get any more state funding. But that's, of course, going to lead to, oh, you're trying to beat on the kids and you don't like children and so on and so forth. But maybe he could take a role from Ron DeSantis. I say kudos to Glenn Youngkin. He said he was going to go after the Board of Education and the school system when he became governor. I warned him of that because that's a very dangerous thing to do. Because like the the strongest, most powerful union out there is the teachers union. So if you are... All the power to you, brother. Keep on the fight, and this is a good first start, I think. Well done. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Speaking of geniuses, trying to keep you down. I don't know if you saw this headline last week. I wanted to get to it, never got a chance to do so. This is the perfect time, I guess, is a perfect segue here. CNBC has reported on student loan processor Navian, you know, former Sally Mae, where they're canceling $1.7 billion of student loans, private student loans. Which I perked up a little bit because that's where the majority of mine are. Hey, am I going to get some of that? No, I'm probably not going to get any of that. Number one, I'm a crazy radical talk show host on the radio where the government doesn't like me already. I'm already sometime on some type of crazy watch list or something. Who knows? You know, crazy. Ra- I've, I've, the amount of times that I've heard that I'm part of hate speech radio because I'm a conservative talk show host is crazy. If I had a nickel every time I heard that one from somebody. But uh, the student loan processor Navian is canceling $1.7 billion in student loans. Now, this is being pushed, of course, by Elizabeth Warren because she wanted all student loan debt to be wiped out across the nation. Well, we have Jen Psaki trying to go after the public school system at the local level because how dare they try and say that masks aren't important for children to be breathing in all day long that doesn't protect them from a virus that's spreading around from people uh, getting through the cloth masks and still uh, you know, corrupting people and giving them sniffles and uh, uh, not killing them, but giving them sniffles, and that's about it. It is totally absurd. I, I know, Bernie. That's what I'm telling you. But the Navy now requiring to cancel $1.7 billion in student loans, and it doesn't come from a student forgiveness program that the government's been trying to push, but they're piggybacking onto this as well. This comes from a lawsuit of, what, 39 states saying that the lender was giving out private loans to students who would be unable to pay them back. Giving out student loans to students that would be unable to pay them back. I, how do you gauge that? doesn't make any sense to me. If you are trying to go to college, you go out to get a student loan. They give you the student loan. I mean, are they trying to do a requirement of, well, what are you going to major in? Are you sure you're really going to go for there for the degree or are you going to party too much? You're not going to be able to pay it back because of the line of uh, studies that you're actually interested. I don't understand where they're coming across saying that they're going to be unable to pay them back. The whole purpose of student loans is to get educated so you can get out and then you can make money and then you can get that back. I don't agree with student loans. And if I would have known that when I was going to college, I wouldn't have taken out as many student loans because I'm sitting on. Oh, I don't know, like $60,000 of student loans right now, personally, trying to pay those suckers off. But by golly, I'm going to. And I'm not going to wait for someone to cancel it for me because I take the responsibility of what I took out. I took out the student loans. Yes, I took out at that time. It was to like, I don't know, 20,000. It wasn't even that. It was about 20,000. It was per year. And I was stupid because I went out of state. So I took out of state tuition on there. I also took out living expenses as well because I didn't want to do a job because I was a crazy college kid and I just wanted to get away from home and I just wanted to go do my own thing. So I totally took out the living expenses. I took out the whole, you know, out of state tuition, moved across country, did my thing. And yeah, 
not the smartest thing. I went two years to a four-year university, realized that unless I wanted to become a lawyer or a teacher, that political science was a completely useless degree, and I left and went to a broadcasting school, and here we are. Here we are in radio, where, again, you go into radio not for the money. Just throwing that out there. If those of you are looking to get into broadcasting, you go into radio not for the money, unless you get to the very top of the national level, which we're working towards eventually, to be able to make bukus of money. But still then, it's so saturated now, you're not going to get the money you used to. No one is going to get the money Rush Limbaugh got making whatever he made, like $300 million for like a six- or seven-year contract. No one is going to get that anymore. Just no. It's the matter of fact, there's too many syndicated shows out there. Market's too saturated. You got to be the trendsetter to get one of those. You're not going to get the uh, podcast contract like Joe Rogan got for $100 million. It's just not going to happen. So now, is it worth taking out the gobbles of money for student loans to get educated in a career where the market's saturated to where you're not going to be able to make as much money? Or even if you do, kudos to you. Is that the appropriate, responsible way to actually take out the money and then try to play the victim and say, oh, I'm unable to pay these back. It's unfair. So the states, su- uh, the states sue Navient, and now they're re- forgiving $1.7 billion in student loans. The real American dream. Play the victim, say you're unable to do it after you took the responsibility of doing it, and then try to wipe it off and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I can't pay this back. Streets paved with gold with lack of opportunity, I guess. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations all over the place. By the way, uh, for all of our fans on the live streaming as well welcome aboard the OpsLens team we love you guys OpsLens.com download the OpsLens app also follow them on their social media we have our live stream going on there so that's always awesome you can find our show on any of our social media at Hoosier Reason that's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason that's on Facebook YouTube the Tweety Twitter uh, Twitch.tv Instagram TikTok OurFreedomBook.com Parlor, Minds.com I need to get a getter I haven't gotten on Getter yet, but I've heard that Getter is a place to get. 
if you know what I mean. So we may <laughs> we may be doing the getter here relatively soon and uh, see how all that works out for us as well. Because why not? We're already on the list of like every other social media site there too. So go and find us. And uh, all of it is the same at Who's Your Reason. You can also go to the website at HoosierReason.com. And a little plug as well for those, if you do watch the video feed, you probably saw our promos for the Hoosier Media Network. Uh, that is the company that I own that helps promote this on the national stage with uh, trying to get this show up and going as well. The Hoosier Media Network. You can find us online there at HoosierMedia.com. And as we do podcast production, if you have a podcast, we can help you out there too. And uh, you can just shoot me an email at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or go to the website and we can talk to you there as well. All right, enough of that. I'm excited to get to our next guest. I want to shift gears a little bit as we, uh, but it kind of bleeds in. That segment that we just did talking about the student loan forgiveness, the personal responsibility. Yeah, I'm probably not going to get one of those student loan forgiveness, nor would I necessarily want to, because I took out the debt. It is my responsibility. I'm going to pay my student loans back. That's just a matter of fact. That's what I'm going to do. It may be $60,000 right now, but by golly, I'm going to pay them back, and I will get because I took it out. I'm not going to play the victim. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't make enough money. I'm going to figure out a way to do it, and by golly, it may take me forever, but I'm going to do it. Because that's just what we do. But how do we break this this mold? How do we break this mindset that I'm a victim? I can't survive in society. I can't excel in society. I can't break through that glass ceiling. Unfortunately, there are many parts of society where there are not opportunities. Unfortunately, those are a lot where you know progressive ideas are being held in larger cities to where you know 90% of the state's education funding goes, but they don't have any educational opportunity. We talk about trying to raise minimum wage that kills opportunity for those to start in entry-level positions to get experience in the job force to be able to work their way up and make some more money down the road. It kills it, raising minimum wage. It kills it with things going automated because it gets rid of those, again, entry-level positions. We get to the point to where you're going to need a four-year degree just to get the entry-level position, and now everybody's going to be the same, and now the level of income is going to be stagnant because everybody's making the same amount of money, and it's not going to be enough to be livable on. It continuously climbs. How do we break this? And I think this is a perfect conversation on Martin Luther King Day where we break some of the generational molds, we break some of the generational mindsets, and we realize that while difficult as it may be, we live in the greatest nation on the face of the earth, that we live in a nation where they say the streets are paved with gold, where there's opportunity endless, and you can do anything that you want to be or do. I got my seven-year-old daughter, and I tell her that all the time. I'm not the motivational guy, though. I just look at things through a, uh, a commonsensical reality. So I want to bring on our guest. Really excited to have him on. He is a healthcare expert. He is a motivational speaker. He's an entrepreneur. He is author of his book, America Familia. Excited to have on the program with us here, David Morales. David, how are you, my friend? Thank you, Andy. I am blessed. Hey, I'm great. I really appreciate you coming on the program. I'm excited to chat with you. Uh, Kind of a long-winded intro for you here, but the big question I think that many have is, is the American dream dead for you to excel, to maybe break through that that mold in that mindset and become successful in this country? The American dream is alive and well, Andy. My family came here from Puerto Rico. Uh, Everybody should know that Puerto Rico is, uh, since 1917, part of the United States. Uh, we came here in deep poverty. In Puerto Rico, there's frankly been a history of perpetual poverty. And my father brought us here to work our way out of poverty. And it was literally a family mission. Um, that was in 1986. And I can tell you unequivocally, I married a woman from the Dominican Republic who has the same DNA, came here at 15 years old from 
Dominican Republic, a third world country, and she has the same DNA. We're going to work. We're going to work our way out of poverty, and we're going to build wealth ourselves. The American dream could not be more real for anyone who wants to achieve it. That's amazing. I love it. Now, talk about what it takes to get to that level, because as we mentioned, I mean, there are so many barriers. There are so many blockades. There are so many bits of red tape that I think, and you know, me being the political guy that I am, I think that there are a lot of intentional roadblocks to stifle a lot of that success to where, you know, it's easier to play the victim, to sit on government social, you know, social programs, just sit there and live in poverty and just think this is the best it's going to get, but I'm being taken care of. So it's great. Talk about some of the struggles that it takes to actually get to that point, to break through that stuff and become successful. Sure, Andy. So it it depends. It really depends there. I'm going to break it onto three different segments for folks that have been in generational poverty who maybe have lived in Section 8 or public housing for generations, that's one group of people. It takes a real, incredible change of lifestyle or an experience with somebody who helps you to understand there's a different path to work your way out of that generational cycle of poverty. It's a mindset, and you've got to either have a major event to change your mindset or learn your way out of it. That's one segment. The second segment are recent comers who are being told, hey, look, government will take care of you. And as we all know, that's, government is never the answer to wealth generation or to success in America, ever. Number two, that's a separate segment. And then the third segment are those folks who might fall, who might fall because they took a chance or a risk. And in those instances, I would argue that in many of these instances and segments, we have to focus on the family and teaching about mindset. The family is the core unit that teaches values, American values. We have got to prop the family back up, number one. And number two, we also have to teach mindset. You build grit. You build perseverance and resilience. It's not You're not born with it. And we have to get back to teaching that to our kids. Amen to that. There's a lot to unpack there. Let's go back to that first point of, of being around and being a, uh, having having some sort of experience being around somebody like that. I'm assuming that's really difficult for some if they are in bad circumstances. They have been generationally. They've been in that, you know, in that government housing in in some way, shape, or form. To be around someone, I mean, I've always been taught that if you want to be successful or if you want to be something, then you want to be around those type of people. If you want to be a doctor, be around doctors. If you want to be investors, be around investors. Hear what they have to say. If you want to be a business owner, be around business owners. Hear what they have to say. Learn from their thoughts. Learn from their decision-making. Learn from their just persona on what they do and use that because obviously they're successful for a reason. If there's not a lot around that for exposure, then how do you get something like that? And how, What can we do to give that exposure to other individuals that may need it? Yeah, it's a great point, Andy. So in my case, just full disclosure, I grew up very low income. Um, when my family came here, uh, my parents worked several jobs. They were hardly ever home. And I spent a lot of time on the street. Hispanic, most, our community was mostly black and Hispanic. And frankly, we didn't know any better. If you, I say in my book, American Familia, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so one of the things that was really important in my life was my high school football coach. His name is David Dempsey. And at the time, frankly, he was the one that essentially started taking kids like me off the street to say, look, you can be more. You have tenacity. You're smart. You're aggressive. You're strong. Let's get you on a football field. Let's get you some discipline. And let's get you on a track to either college or to a skilled job. And that's what Coach Dempsey did for us. So it took somebody to say to us, there is a different pathway. You can either choose to stay on the street and live like a homeless guy in a few years, 
or you can choose to do better for yourself. And so the point of that is that there are people around us. I don't care what your living situations. I don't care what your income. I don't care what your race or ethnicity. There are people around us who if we ask for help, if we ask for an opportunity, there will be ways to learn how to think differently about our mindset and about our situation in life, number one. Number two, there has to be individual agency. Yeah. We talk a lot about race and social justice, and I say there's nothing better to fix social justice than a job. If you want to do better for yourself, start earning income, start investing, start putting that money to work. But you've got to want better for yourself. It starts with you, and it starts with you wanting to surround yourself with successful people that are going to help you do better. Yeah. Amen. Have you seen an increase or a decrease in work ethic? I mean, I always joke I'm a millennial. I'm 33 years old. I always make fun of my generation for, you know, starting really stupid trends on social media. But at the same time, losing a lot of that work ethic. The work industry has changed so much to where there is a stat saying that uh, many in my generation would rather work for a company that's nicer to them and treats them better with nice little perks and benefits as opposed to making more money. From your experience, from what you've seen in trying to get individuals out of poverty, breaking that, breaking that cycle, do you see the work ethic still there that when you see someone get that opportunity for the first time and realize they get their check and they're happy, uh, does that just change their entire life? Yeah, Andy, it's a very good point. Look, I can't say statistically whether or not work ethic is disappearing, but what I can tell you uh, as somebody who runs a big company is that social media and today's popular culture is glorifying ghettoness, is glorifying low-income lifestyle, and a glorifying um, you know, uh, entitlement. Yeah. And that's hurting our culture. Um, what I like to encourage my employees to do is to work really hard, and we will reward you, right? The more you do, the better you do, the more we'll reward you. Sure. There's an incentive for you to do better. And so what I would say is that I don't have a statistic on work ethic, but what is clear to me is that the younger generations, and I'm only 46, but folks in their 20s are coming in with this expectation of, I need a promotion six months into my job. <laughs> and my answer is, no, you don't. Yeah. You're going to earn it. You're and if you're not it. patient enough to earn it, go find it somewhere else. Exactly. We're talking with Dave Morales. Hold the hold that thought. I want to continue this when we come back. we got to take a hard break here. You can find him online, davidmorales.com. You can check out his book, check out all the stuff he does, davidmorales.com. When we come back, how do we break this generational poverty? How do we give others the opportunity to excel, to break through that glass ceiling? We'll do that more when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Last few minutes of the program, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. However you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. We have an entire week lined up with some super awesome content. You're not going to want to miss any of it. We are live every single day, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on numerous different places, radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. No matter where you may be watching or listening. We're hanging out today with David Morales. He is author of the book American Familia. He is a healthcare expert, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and more. Talking about ways to break the generational poverty. How do you find that uh, mojo? How do you get that inspiration? How do you say, you know what? You can do better. You can grow. Uh, There's been a lot of headlines saying that for the first time that the next generation may not be as good or better than the previous generation. And that's scary for many. Is that because of political flavor of the day? Is that because people just don't have that mojo? What's leading that? And what can we do about it? David, there was a, uh, uh, we always hear about, uh, people in, let's say, uh, unfortunately, in you know different uh, abusive relationships, where you finally just have to say, you know what, I'm uh, I'm done with it, I'm over it, I'm not going to deal with it any longer, as opposed to continuously making excuses to try and stay in that situation because it's uh, you know it's comfortable, even though it sucks, it's still comfortable because you don't know anything different. Is this kind of the same mindset that we have to have when we're trying to break from this? Is I'm done with this, I'm over it, I may be treading brand new territory and I'm scared to death, but by golly, I'm sick and tired of doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's right, Andy. And, you know, one one thing that's really important to point out for everyone is that we like to talk about things as it relates to your circumstances today. Mm -hmm. But remember, Every generation in America has done better than the previous generation. That data is there. It's a fact. And so when we talk about uh, how do you get out of this, et cetera, um, there's two things to keep in mind. The first thing is if you want to get out, if you want to do better, there's tons of resources for you to do better, right? But it starts with an individual decision to want better for themselves. That's number one. Number two There are plenty of resources for people to think about how to do better. There are jobs, right? It starts with having the income in America. It's a capitalist society after all. Number two, it starts with faith. You have to be grounded in something. I'm grounded in Jesus Christ. Whatever your faith is, you have to believe in something. 
And number three, it starts with the desire to think long-term. Where do I want to put my goals in five to seven years? Mm. There is an ability for you to do better. Your world, however, is not going to change in 24 hours. It takes time for people to do better, whether it's three to five, seven-year horizon. And that's probably one of the most difficult things, isn't it? I mean, now we live in a world of instant gratification. It's hard to go to the gym. You don't see the results in two days. So you're like, oh, I'm done. This isn't working for me. And you move on your, with your life. You're, you try to post the stuff on social media and the Tweety, and you want the instant gratification. Looking long-term is something that it's not taught anywhere anymore. That's really difficult to find. That's exactly right. And that's what I talked about earlier, right? It's mindset. We have to start teaching young people and people in general mindset. If you want change, change takes time, number one. Number two, if you want to do better, understand you're going to have to set goals for yourself. And that takes time. Three, five, seven, ten-year horizons. If you remember back in the days when we were in school, we were told to plan ahead. Where are you going to be in five to ten years was always a question you were asked in high school. Right. And that's how we have to think about our lives. It's a horizon. It's a long journey. I love it. We got just about a minute or so left here before we have to wrap up. But uh, the message to listeners of those that could be that inspiration, as you mentioned, that coach that you had, that person that really sparks that fire that gets you excited. How can we do that? How can we be that? And what can we do in our own communities to try and help those be able to break that mold? My message is simple, Andy. Uh, the same message that's in my book, get involved with young people, teach people, especially the younger generation, that this is the greatest country in the planet. In no other country can you have the opportunity to succeed that you have in America, number one. And number two, teach mindset. Grit and resilience are key values we have to teach children and young people. You have to earn and fight for what you deserve, but you have to earn it. Nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody's going to give it to you. Fight it, take it, do your thing. I love it. It's David Morales. DavidMorales.com is the website. Go and check it out. The book, American Familia. David, we appreciate it very much, my friend. Keep up the great fight. We'd love to get you back on the show again soon. Thanks, Andy. Hey, appreciate that very much. That does it for us today. There you go. Your solid motivation for the day. Go out and do something for the community. Do something nice for somebody. Get them fired up. This show... I'm the catalyst for you to make political change. You, you be the catalyst to make change in someone's personal life. The circle of life. The ring. I like it. We'll circle it all back around here tomorrow again when we come back. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.